Welcome to the Zenove Podcast. You're listening to our Business Resilience Series, where we bring to you conversations between eminent industry stalwarts and thought leaders from across the globe as they discuss their insights on overcoming challenges and the mindset that help them navigate the journey of crisis, resilience, and growth. Welcome, everyone, to an all-new episode of the Zenove Podcast, focused on competition, cooperation, and collaboration in the partner ecosystem. I'm Rajat Kohli, partner at Zenov and your host for today. If you go deeper into that topic, today the competition, cooperation, and collaboration are integral components of a healthy and growing partnership ecosystem. While healthy competition drives innovation, cooperation allows organizations to collaborate on common goals while maintaining competitive edge. Together, these components contribute to the overall growth and adaptability of the partnership ecosystem, enabling organizations to navigate dynamic market conditions effectively. The delicate balance between the competition and collaboration remains crucial for success in a rapidly evolving business landscape. Today, I have the privilege of speaking with Ethel Garcia, head of global new customer acquisition partner strategy at Amazon Web Services. Ethel is a global expert on the technology partner ecosystems as well as a new customer acquisition and defining the business strategy for that. Welcome, Ethel. We are thrilled to have you with us today. Thank you, Rayad. It's great to be here. Thanks for the for the invite. It's it's been great working uh, with you too. So I'm I'm eager to be in this conversation and share my perspective and uh, experience. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, likewise, I'm also super excited to have this conversation and let's dive into it, Ethel. But before I get into the, the world of the partner ecosystem, what's happening in that, it will be good to get some understanding from you about your journey and the experience in the partner world. Absolutely. So it's it's been quite a journey. I've been more than 20 years working on the tech industry and um, always on the hyperscaler side of it. So I worked for many years and competitor there is now for me, both in the European industry and then back in the US industry. And it's been a journey across working with partners from my technology background by, you know, building with them to more like, you know, developing the business with them, uh, building marketing strategies with them. Uh, go-to-market strategies with them and also strategizing in these hyperscalers how to work together better, faster, and succeeding with them. So a lot of anecdotes across multiple partners types, a lot of great learnings. So it's um, it's great to be here to share more. Thanks. Great. I'm sure that in this entire journey, you have seen the evolution as well as the disruption in the partner ecosystem. Absolutely. I think it's more than an evolution uh, constant, and it's a day-to-day. Uh, it's happening pretty much across the board in, in multiple dimensions. It's a non-stop and even more now that, you know, everybody's eager to to get to more partner ecosystems, creation, new business model and ideation, and then, you know, keep the pace with the technology. It's always that it's top of mind for all of us here. Great. And Ethel, if you look at the current partner ecosystem, how can companies balance partner competition and innovation in this dynamic landscape, ensuring 
the benefits, the return on investments, as well as the collaborative initiatives contribute to the market leaderships. So what is your viewpoint around that? Yes, part of the question, cooperation and innovation, the innovation piece, um, it's part of being a market leader, right? It's where everybody wants to be on that quadrant, right? And it requires several strategies to get there because you have to combine the innovation piece with the go-to-market piece, right? And during that go-to-market piece, you have that cooperation. So from my experience, the strategies that most of the hyperscalers and big partners are following up cut across multiple dimensions. There is enough, the growth that the global IT market uh, will reach in a couple of years or three years is, is enormous. We're talking about 6.4 trillion that it's out there, which actually that represents an, almost an incremental of 600 billion for partners worldwide. So that balance between innovation and cooperation and, and go-to-market, it's, it's a fundamental piece across any strategy. But just to name a few pieces is, you know, it's very important to encourage internally on those partners a collaborative environment and also incentivize that collaboration. That's critical, right? It, it's part of the mindset, it's part of the working together, joint projects across co-development and co-selling initiatives is, is critical. That actually helps lead to creation of you know, unique solutions, right? That those partners are looking at. Even between partners themselves, there is more and more uh, appetite to understand could we do something together, right? Could we we actually put something in market together? That might impact across how do you do business, right? And what is even your value around that? Some hyperscalers call, call it like partner to partner play, right? And some others call it tri-party play. <laughs> but in, it's kind of like uh, this open door to, I'm not isolated anymore to, to get to that uh, position, I want to do something in partnership with other partner that might complement each other. So, and also as part of that, it's it's important to have a continuous improvement and adaptability, right? Be agile these days is critical um, across all these changes and emerging technologies. Um, encourage that culture across the company. It's, it's important, you know, a customer-centric approach cut across pretty much everything, right? It's not about uh, the technology anymore. It's it's about the value, right? The the the, the customer business value that that technology is going to bring, um, and how do how do we position that, right? Um, that involves thought leadership, right, on and industry involvement. So there are different pieces that I think are important to 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 bring together as part of your partner strategy, even if you're an hyperscaler or or not. Great, that's an interesting perspective. And I picked up some of the words that you highlighted. One, definitely the, the $600 billion opportunity for the partners. Then the second, an important term that you touched upon is a tri-party. And the third, mm -hmm. I think so everyone is focused around is the value. Those are some of the very interesting strategies you shared with us, Ethel. And if I'd like to pick your brains about the hyperscalers. In this competitive mm -hmm. realm of the top hyperscalers, specifically focusing on the Gen AI, the platform engineering, as well as the cloud marketplaces, what strategies and the best practices would you recommend for differentiating among peers and sustaining mm -hmm. engagement with new age ISVs? 
Great question. ISVs, very close to my heart too. So ISVs for hyperscalers are pretty much like the, they're seen as a catalyst, right? These are technology creators, right? It's it's the big multiply effect that everybody talks about, right? An hyperscaler is looking at ISVs to, to partner with them to to um, influence or on the solutions that they're building, horizontal, vertical, they package that 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 solution and they're they're going to go after the market, right? And and that's where hyperscalers are are very interested in working closer and deeper with with these partner types. And in order to capture their attention and or even like create, you know, more additional value for these entities. Cutting edge technologies are critical. You mentioned Gen AI as an example. I think everybody's talking about Gen AI, including um, you know, family members that they don't work on technology, they talk about Gen AI, right? And Gen AI, um, it's an incredible opportunity to create an immense value across any type of business, right? Not not only ISVs, but you know, any industries, any solution types. There is a, a, a lot of new use cases being emerging. Right. And as ISVs that are looking always to incorporate new value, new features into their offering, um, you know, they need to understand how to use Gen AI into their solutions. Right. And hyperscalers function, I think it's more connected to the democratize the usage of those Gen AI services that they put in market. And by democratizing, I mean, do I make those services accessible easier for those ISVs? How can I build better tooling for these developers to actually use that technology um, in in like faster, easier, better? How do I? How can I help these also partners to understand um, how to use Gen AI, right? Like for for in this case, like industry-wise, sub-industry-wise, and up to the the specific use case. So, in order in order to do that, I I think you need to approach ISVs across different areas. You need to you need to focus on the tech side of it, and probably on the business side of it. There's always those two components. Um, and I've seen doing that also with previous cutting it technologies, right? Not Gen AI now is the shiny type of trend. And I think it's going to stay for us here for, for multiple years and, and beyond. But as an hyperscaler, you need to first, what offer do I create around the technology that is special and unique for the ISVs that I care, right? Um, and that's connected to, you know, the, the type of tooling, APIs and, and all of this. Um, services that I offer, then how how do I support my ISV ecosystem within that technology, right? What what are the resources that I'm going to put in place for them? Trainings, enablements, tech assistance, all of that, the particular piece that is, you know, developer oriented. And then, of course, thinking of, you know, the programs and incentives, right? Like once I have the ISV interest, how am we going to go to market together? What are the attractive incentives around that potential usage of technology? Marketing support, access to customer base, all of that that is more GTM oriented. Um, and it's about 
um, fostering that along the way with those ISVs. You know, how can we collaborate together to integrate the technology? Um, can we uh, encourage interoperability, compatibility, right? To, to get even a better solution together. And it's, it's a process because it also requires continuous feedback, continuous improvement, building long-term relationships that might be already established or for the new ones, I think you ask about game more new ISVs that if you're starting from, from a new partnership, it's more about how do we build that long-term relationship to, to understand business goals and the technology. So that all of that is it's important to, to nurture and and um and also you know the 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 global reach, right? The the offering of the global reach a lot of ISV seems um hyperscalers as their entry point to geo expansion, right? Uh, which is critical for them in this market. Now you can buy anything across the entire world through marketplaces. So how, how do we do that together? So it's that combination, you know, these ISVs are becoming $1 billion companies. So it's critical for hyperscalers to, to package, to, to understand very, very well how to partner with, with each of them on those two fronts, the tech side and, and the business side. And it's a matter of, of like, you know, engagement and, and uh, support and, clarity across that business relationship. Awesome, that's great. Uh, I think so in a way, Italy, you defined the playbook for how and what needs to be done to, to enable the ISVs. And then uh, in, the, in the previous question, you touched upon the tri-party. Mm -hmm. And if you throw some light on that and, and would ISVs are also part of the tri-party, if you can elaborate a little bit, that how you yes. see the tri-party things is, uh, coming up right now? Absolutely. Um, I think ISVs are looking at um, partnering with uh, also other entities, other partner types to expand their business, right? So when we think about ISVs, they have a solution that might address a specific customer, um, uh, customer problem, right? Uh, but that customer problem might be just a piece of a bigger scope of work that that specific customer might be looking at. So you need additional entities like consulting partners or, or consulting or big solution integrators uh, if the scope is, is bigger or, or um, you need to expand that potential solution across uh, multiple geos, then you need a channel partner to, to do so. So tri-party, it's a combination of you know, working with um, hyperscaler um, and then potentially uh, an, a, a SaaS offering or an ISV uh, that have their own SaaS offering and then adding another layer of um, a, a partner value prop uh, on top of that, which is like, you know, the, the next step, right? What else that the customer need? And this third entity is going to provide that layer. So, so for the customer, they don't have to go to maybe like three or four places. Uh, or work with three different um, entities separated uh, by bringing all those partners together. It could be tri-party, maybe it's quad, fourth party, <laughs> or, or P2P2P extended uh, eventually in the future. That would be uh, the best. Um, it's like an integrated partner um, ecosystem that might be a, a best solution for the end customer, right? So they don't have to deal with the, with multiple layers there. So that's, that's how ISVs can also benefit working with hyperscalers and, and additional partners too. Great. Oh, it says the recipe is healthy as well as tasty and it seems perfect. But I want to <laughs> get more specific. 
given the growing <laughs> significance and the complexities of the channel ecosystem, uh, particularly with estimated at 75% of global trade occurring through channels. How do you mm. perceive its role considering the competition and collaboration dynamics among partners and peers, especially in the hyperscaler landscape? Yeah, you touch on a topic that it's incredibly important for, I would say any hyperscaler and future partners that are are on the growing process or, or, or the geo expansion process there's there's no other way to scale for hyperscalers isvs growing SaaS type of company but the channel play right the 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 the, the way to geo expand the channel ecosystem plays just a vital role in this global landscape because it's a distribution engine right and it's been there for many years, right? We, we already know those companies that we call channel that have different nomenclatures. Now you can call, you know, MSPs, VARs, LARs, you know, they have evolved in multiple dimensions. They're very, very important. And, and to your point, I mean, you mentioned 70% they occur to th through channels. I actually will add that out of that 75%, 55% is kind of like one tier type of like one tier channel. And close to 20% is two tier. And oh. when I say two tier, it's like you actually have distance and even like resellers involved or MSPs involved, which is multi-dimensional channel, right? And it adds competition and also collaboration dynamics that are very, very important to control. And it's very important to perceive this complex scenario in, in, in the hyperscalers. Um, this again, these channel partners don't they are not new to the cloud. They actually come from um, licensing a scenario, on-prem, uh, you know, hardware, software models. And they are also at the same time evolving. So they also are creating new business models. They're also developing new practices to support this new partner ecosystem around them that is asking them to help. I want to grow I, and I need you. So um, the channel placed a critical piece for any hyperscaler to grow. Um, it also have different functions. So you might not want to do everything with them. You might want just to do a piece of your strategy with them, right? They, they can't help you on the market expansion and reached. They can also help on diversification or specialization, right? Um, they can also help you acquire new customers, right? Because of they are closer to the customer, especially on the SMB side, mid-market side, they play a fundamental role there. And you might want to partner with them only on a specific pieces of the distribution, distribution line. So the level of maturity across hyperscale might be different working with the channel. Uh, there's no doubt that I would assume all hyperscaler has a, a very robust strategy around that. Now, I just want to mention a couple of things is there are two fundamental topics to address with those channels. One is also competition. As I mentioned before, they also compete with each other, right? They, they You're competing with, hyper, with your own kind of like type of technology partners, but these channel partners compete, compete with each other. So, Hyperscalers um, need to also make sure that there is a balance 
a delicate balance for mutual growth, um, strategic alliances with partners, clear, clear collaboration for, for actually, despite this competition is always going to exist, right? But it's important to, to make sure that that collaboration is clear um, and uh, because the channel ecosystem is going to evolve and it's going to keep building strategic alliances across the board. So that's important. And then the other one is for hyperscalers to have their own strategy, right? They might have the partner selection for a specific areas. I mean, Gen AI might have a specific channel partners to use versus industry specific versus technology specific, right? So, I mean, in a nutshell, um, there are both opportunities and challenges across across the channel, and hyperscalers needs to navigate them. Um, and not only hyperscalers, but but any type of partner that want to put a solution within the channel. Wow, I think so. When the partners are going to listen to this podcast, they'll be super excited as the way you define the playbook. And at the end, you touch upon the point on the GTM as well as incentives that are the additional layers. Mm-hmm. Do you see any new type of innovation in these layers as well, or, or do you see it's going to happen in the in in the coming years? Um, innovation, it's it's a constant construct. I would say it's just the innovation trends. I think multiple companies are now launching the future trends happening, so probably a lot of the audience here is looking at what are these big companies saying about what's coming, but these companies need to keep collaborating on these new areas. Um, I, I can name a few. I could envision a lot of more collaboration around things like sustainability, right? And it's coming now more and more stronger than before. Um, and sustainability play a critical role across any industry. Any technology, there are you know different uh, already uh, blueprints defined. The optimi- optimizations around energy efficiency on data centers, or especially for hyperscalers, they hi- sign up, you know, different agreements to to get to specific targets and goal around this topic, and that's going to influence the channel too, or or um, partners around that partner channel, any type of partners, right? So that's going to be a, a, an area that it's it's going to keep growing. Uh, you touched Gen AI, but I will even go before to responsible AI. It's all going to be connected. When you say AI, AI, it's it's going to grow in multiple dimensions and it's going to uh, establish um, ethical conversations and standards and frameworks that probably they're not even there yet, right? And um, those those frameworks might come from partners that are especially dedicated to that supported by hyperscalers that might collaborate in the technology and implemented by consulting partners that might learn about that specific topic and I want to add in uh, more more um, their strengths. Um, the constant cyber security uh, and security and, and data privacy conversation, I think as the technology evolve, that topic evolved, right? Because more data, more exposure, more measures and cross-cloud services. So another layer that come up, cut across a lot of things. Then a topic that is close to my heart that I really like is the AI, VR ecosystems and all everything related okay. to the decentralized web and, and blockchain. It was just like a topic that I like a lot that it was a little bit like too early on the game, maybe a few years ago. And it connects with blockchain-based solutions and new words 
that were introduced as the metaverse, uh, I think a few years ago, and now it's it's been more established as a Web 3.0. And in, in essence, it's about, you know, using that technology again back to what is truly what customers are looking to to solve? What are the, the, the business problems that these technologies are going to solve? And then partners developing those offerings and solutions to to solve those business problems. So they're going to stay with us for for many years. So I'm sure that we're all going to be listening more and more about these topics in the future. <laughs> oh, beautiful way to structure it and put the different <laughs> lenses across each of the angles. Thank you about that. And I have my last question for the day, Ethel, for you. What are two things that will excite you about 2024? Great question. No doubt the constant opportunity that we have out there working with partners. Um, I don't know if people even, even think about only 95, only 5% of the customers out there, they're in the cloud. You know, we have 90, close to 95% of the worldwide customers still on-prem oh. or just running their business, but not in the cloud. That opportunity, it's tremendous. So I'm excited about learning and, and, and providing more value added to actually help those customers move to the cloud on their, on their business needs. So that's one of them. The other one is this Gen AI trend. It actually, it's, it's becoming uh, really exciting, uh, especially when you deep dive more on the use cases. It is a, cha a game changer. It's, it's coming really fast and I will keep an eye, anybody out there, I will keep an eye on how to effectively incorporate a little bit or a flavor of it on their business. And it could be, it, it could be very, very small, it's okay, but it's gonna unlock a lot of um, new possibilities for anybody. And, and any business. So I'm, I'm excited to see the, the implementation of these scenarios as well. Wow, I think so both the points are super great. One, that is definitely a big opportunity. And then doing a double clicking that where is the opportunity could be one of the, the JNA angles also that you can go after, but uh, this is interesting. And I, I think so, this is super interesting discussion. I think you have left us with a lot of great insights as well as the perspectives, not only did we learn the delicate balance between the competition, the cooperation and the collaboration amongst the partners and the hyperscalers? We also get a sense of how hyperscalers are ensuring the superior customer experience in the current dynamic business landscape. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your perspectives with us, Ethel, today. I, I truly appreciate that. Thank you, Raya. It's, it's been a pleasure and, you know, I really enjoy the conversation. Thank you very much for, for having me here today. I appreciate that. Thanks. Likewise. Great. For the audience, thank you for tuning into this episode. We'll be back soon with another leader and another exciting topic. Till then, take care and stay curious. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Business Resilience Series. Stay tuned for more such interesting episodes. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. 
To know more about Zenove, visit our website, www.zenove.com, or drop us a note at info at zenove.com. Follow us on Twitter at Zenove for regular updates on our content. Thank you again for listening to the Business Resilience Series of the Zenove Podcast.